sweet ones. Welcome to the All That to Say podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth Klein. On this podcast, we talk about the hard stuff. A, because I've been through a lot of it. B, because most of you have too. And C, because I believe we were each created by a creative creator who wants us to create a creative life with him. Today, I'm going to talk about how I kind of already feel like I'm in the third third of my life, which yes, means I think I'm going to live to be in my mid seventies. Now I'm super aware I could go any minute now as God numbers my days and there's not a darn thing I can do to prolong my life. What about all those kale smoothies? You might ask. That's not to prolong my life. That's to make the actual days filled with a little bit more energy and to steward my body well. Also, yet I'm aware that I do live a pretty healthy lifestyle. So I could, you know, if nothing huge or scary or bad happens, I could live longer than say 75, but that's about what I'm figuring for no reason, by the way. It's not like I think God whispered and aged me or anything. In fact, One of the reasons I started this podcast was because I mistakenly thought that my mother's mother and sister both passed away at the ages of 56 or 57, and I thought I might only have a few years left, so let's start a podcast. I was wrong, by the way. Both lived till their mid to late 60s, but still, here I am podcasting away. Sorry if this seems morbid or tempting fate or whatever. First, dying is a part of life. We're all going to die. Again, I don't believe in tempting fate in saying something that will change my quote unquote destiny. I'm dying when God says I'm done. And well, I'm not afraid of my death. I mean, I'm not looking forward to the pain that will more than likely precede it, but I am longing for my true home and to be with Jesus. And so to quote Paul from Philippians 1:21, to live as Christ, but to die as gain. Okay, that was a weird setup for I'm going to be rambling here on this episode, but I was talking with someone recently and I pretty casually said, all of my dreams have come true. I didn't realize that was an odd thing to say until she said, I've never heard anyone say that before, but mine legitimately have. I have lived most of my life in a relationship with God, which has made my life so deeply beautiful. I wish it for everybody. I have the absolute sweetest, kindest, best girlfriends that my six-year-old, 10-year-old, and 14-year-old self were longing for and never thought that I would have. I'm married to a man who genuinely loves me and like thinks I'm great. I was able to be a mother, something my heart so desperately wanted, let alone to two of the best people I know who I can't believe I get to be mother to. Then add on top of that, being able to become a stepmother to three more and mother-in-law to even more and oh my lands, a grandmother to four beautiful, precious children. And that's just my relational world. My heart has been broken so many times that I couldn't help but become an empath. And God has allowed me to use my gifts to start ministries write books, talk about a lifetime dream, have a speaking and coaching career, travel to third world countries, and now this fun little thing called a podcast. I mean, come on. All of my dreams and then some have come true. Dreams I wanted and dreams I didn't even know I wanted until they happened. And now I genuinely believe this. Anything moving forward feels almost like it's extra. I mean, yes. 
there are a couple things that I hope to be around for that I'm not going to name so I don't embarrass anyone. And yes, my husband and I talk about maybe one day buying a small piece of land with a little house and a pond or a stream and a place for guests or to hold retreats. But overall, I'm good. Like more than I ever could have hoped for or imagined. Thanks be to God. Let me pause here to be clear that I am not trying to brag. I hope you haven't felt that coming from me because most of these things I couldn't have orchestrated or worked for solely on my own. And secondly, if you're listening to this and if you're thinking about your life and you have not had any desires come to pass, let's maybe take a look at that. I'd encourage you to ask yourself a couple things. One, Like, I want you to make lists here. Number one, what good things have happened to you in your life? Make an actual list. Include on this list the good things you wanted to have happen and the surprise good things. And then I would encourage you to take a minute or two and read that list out loud and thank God for each good thing that's happened to you. Then make another list of what you still hope happens in your lifetime. And go back through this list and ask yourself, what do I have zero control over versus what do I have some input about? If you have no control, like if it's becoming a grandmother someday, you know, because you can't make your kid have a baby, give this over to God. Give him that desire and dream. But if you do have some control, like you've always wanted to write a book, Then ask God for inspiration, brainstorm some small doable steps you can take, and actually start writing maybe 10 minutes a day. So taking a bit of a turn here, there are also life seasons as well as out-of-our-control circumstances that are at play in our dreams and in our daily life choices. I am an official empty nester, and I have been in the lovely menopause transition for a couple years now, all while a pandemic swept over the earth. These past couple years on a personal level have been hugely emotional, hugely hormonal, and pretty painful at times for me. I have lost so much less than many, many, many people have lost. Let me be clear. Don't get me wrong. This is not a pity party. But these past couple of years have changed my daily mothering status and role, my energy levels, which weren't super high to begin with, and my business. In case you don't know, my business consists of writing blog posts, creating and running courses, speaking at events, coaching women one-on-one through calls and courses, and well, now this lovely little podcast, which is so fun. And I've written a bunch of books, but not recently, and I don't foresee another one in my future. But COVID basically stopped my business in its tracks and it hasn't recovered. This is embarrassing for me to admit. Um, As many of you probably know, my niches are women in difficult marriages who sometimes either have their money restricted or monitored. So reaching out to me is pretty difficult to do. And women who are separated or divorced or single moms whose money is ridiculously tight. Then add a pandemic into the mix and my business tanked, bottom line. I spent about a year pivoting and hustling. Let me rephrase. I'd spent 20 plus years hustling, creating this 
ministry slash business of mine. Then COVID hit and then I pivoted and hustled more than I had been hustling before to no avail. So I came to a place of utter exhaustion um, at the same time as my daily mothering was coming to a close and while my hormones were going bonkers, I was fresh out of hustle and I had to make the decision to stop and to make some changes. Now, I don't mean I've stopped writing. I haven't stopped speaking. I haven't stopped coaching. I haven't stopped helping as many women as I can. I don't think I'll ever stop those things. But I've stopped the part where I'm using a skill set I don't have, i.e. sales, to grossly get women to work with me. I struggled with so much discouragement and failure and shame. And then finally, some acceptance. And now I'm still available. I am so available to anyone who, whom I can help. But I'm allowing God to bring who he wants to bring my way instead of going out and trying to basically beg. It's not the world's view of how to run a business or of success, that's for sure. But I don't live by the world's standards or for its praise. So two quotes have meant so much to me lately as I have spent the past couple of years readjusting how I live my life and how I handle my work. Emily P. Freeman, um, she's the podcaster of The Next Right Thing. She said, you have the right to dream small. I dreamt big when I was younger and everything came true. And I am so beyond grateful for this gorgeous life I've already lived, but moving forward, I'm dreaming smaller. I literally have written a list of things that are in my journal that I open up and I can see every morning and it goes a little bit like this. This is what I want for my life moving forward. I want to live a life walking closely with Jesus. I want to tend to my life spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and relationally so that I'm as whole and authentic and healthy as I can be. I want to be a kind, supportive, connected wife to my husband. I want to continue to create a home that is a refuge. I want to be there for my children and grandchildren as they want and need me to be. I want to be a fun, supportive, connective friend to my girls. And I want to help as many women as God sends my way. I recently read something that author Shauna Nequis said, my life is better when it's smaller and slower. Yes, and yes, and yes. It also helps that, at least it helps me, that if there are some undone things in my life, quote unquote undone, I believe that one day there will be a new heaven and a new earth. So I'll get that piece of land with a stream at some point. I don't have to hustle for it now. I don't need a bucket list. But again, I don't believe in undone things. If I wake up every morning, then that means that God still wants me here and he'll give me things to do and he has things for me to do. And when I'm done, I'll go home, capital H home, no sooner and no later than I'm supposed to. Okay, so if the way I'm talking right now sounds foreign to you, if you're hustling to prove something to yourself or someone else, if you're realizing your daily life does not coalesce with your values, it's never too late to recalibrate, to pause to remake or recreate your life. Only you can, by the way. More than likely, no one else is going to say, hmm, you've been maybe striving more than you should be or you're over helping us. Please stop. So 
I'm going to leave you with a few questions that you can ask yourself. You might want to jot these down. And if I remember, I'll put them in the show notes. How's that sound? <laughs> what are my values? What is truly important to me? What season of life am I in? Is my daily life reflecting these things? Do I love my life, hate my life, not recognize my life, don't even have time to think about my life? What small changes can I make to realign my heart with my life? And how can I make my life better in the next day, week, month to come? God, your word says that you are the giver of all good gifts and that you withhold no good thing. I like to think that that means that you withhold from us no God-ordained, good-for-us thing. Together, we thank you for every good gift of health and peace and even one relationship we can count on and a place to lay our heads and the breath in our lungs that you've given us. And I am coming to you on behalf of each one of these precious ones listening who have desires in their hearts that they feel are from you, but they are waiting. I ask for comfort and forbearance in the waiting. And I ask that you will make each God-ordained dream come to pass in breathtaking and beautiful ways, Lord. Increase our faith and our dependence on you and give us hearts to focus on what is eternal. We love you. Amen. Girls, I have created a bunch of resources and I'm going to list them in the show notes, but mainly I'm thinking of three of my mini e-courses that can get you thinking about your life in different ways. Unstuck, Meaningful Life, and Beauty for Ashes. Also, as always, you can share or subscribe to or support this podcast if it's benefited you. So sweet ones, all that to say, no matter if all of your dreams have come true or if you're still reaching for most of them, you are the unconditionally beloved daughter of God and he is so delighted with you. You came into this world and you start each day already completely loved with no other loves to beg for, nothing else to hustle for, and nothing to prove to anyone. Till next time, so, so much love.